here's a question that I have about the Baconator fucking. What sandwich <laughs> did it fuck? You guys, you guys did like so SNL basically. Are we, we when we get bored, we just talk about SNL for a while. And well, it's just you know, what? Weird... I mean, I was I was actually thinking about this like the other day. Like, I don't know if I don't I haven't really watched SNL. The last time I watched it was when Eddie Murphy was hosting. So like, that was a good episode. Uh, that was an awesome episode. Um, there, the one that bugged me was the cake one because that was a beat for beat remake of another sketch they did, and it's wasn't. not even a good sketch. <laughs> okay but i mean yeah that, that, that kicks ass yeah i mean like i was thinking like during like the pandemic have they ever thought about like doing like a full digital skit episode oh they did two episodes at least that i know of. okay because like and the- i don't know if cow's guard if you already said this but like i enjoy their digital sketches more than their actual sketches yeah <laughs> when they started doing the digital sketches more and not just like the this is a fake commercial that we pre-shot. This is mm-hmm. a yeah. full-on digital sketch, usually a music video. <laughs> yeah. Those sketches were always, in my opinion, better than yeah. the live sketches because, A, they can be more polished and more clean. There is something mm-hmm. fun about watching a live mm-hmm. sketch and it not going well that can be just as funny as if it went well, but... I mean, yeah. more, more, more often than not, the digital sketches that they were able to do were so great because they could keep them short. Yeah. And a, a lot of these, the live sketches that they have need to go however long because the next sketch up, those people are still in hair and makeup and getting their costumes ready for mm-hmm. the next sketch. You can't have a two-minute sketch. You need a seven-minute sketch so that way they can come back and be ready. Exactly. You have, a, you have amazing writers like Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney who started on YouTube. Uh, and they were great sketches because they write for the medium. And if they write better, uh, if, they, if they use those type of writers, uh, like Esna would be a bit better because it's, yeah, invoking a more digital style, a more digital writing uh, style, which means a lot fucking smaller. It's a lot quicker. And Bowen yeah. Yang, who wrote the SNL, who wrote the Sarah Lee sketch, which I think mm-hmm. is one of the best damn sketches in like okay. years. I'm going to have to, you, I'm going to have to watch that then. I'll send you the Sarah uh, Lee one. That's funny as shit. Um, yeah. Bowen Yang is, uh, yeah, he also was the uh, China trade uh, ambassador on Weekend Update. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, really, really great writing because they write short, memorable, memeable sketches that can sure. be shared online quickly and are done in like three minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's an, and that's another thing. Uh, going back to what you said, Housegard, like you know, with like uh, the digital sketches, because it's like. Um, Number one, like the quality of it, it looks really like appealing. So yep. it's just like, cause you go on YouTube and you see like on trending, you see like, oh, a digital sketch from SNL, like, oh, this looks kind of cool. I'm going to click this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, I don't know. Like for me, I just really like, I really, really like enjoy like, um, 
kind of like that format that I feel like they should really start adapting more of going into like, you know, the next few years, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. um mm. Yeah. I don't know, like yeah. And they How used long to count on the show. What? How long has Cal Mooney been on the show? Fuck, Kyle and Bennett's been on. Fuck, let me look. Also, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, I mentioned it off camera, but it was Melissa Vallis in New York. I mispronounced the last name. She did a Zoom sketch when, for the pandemic episode where she, goes, where she goes on a practice date with herself mm-hmm. right after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And she did it because you can only have one person on a sketch because she can't have anyone else during a pandemic. And so it was the camera doing, telling the joke. And it's hilarious. And so that's using the camera to tell the joke, which is going to be a topic we talk about in this, in this podcast. That's what makes a good digital SNL sketch funny. That's what made Lazy Sunday fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, um, 2013. Okay. So about seven years. So their contract years, is yeah. coming. Their, their contract yeah. is coming up here soon. God, I hope they stay. Because uh, all of the cut for time sketches are Kyle and Bennett sketches, and they're the funniest ones. Like the one of like, hey, we're a '90s sitcom uh, doing the downhill race derby uh, episode. That's in all of those ones in the '90s. Uh, but the kid just fucking dies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's great. <laughs> And it also plays exactly like a Full House episode. <laughs> and it's great. Uh, anyway, welcome to Running the Light uh, with your host. I'm your host, Jeremy Plum. With me is David Kalsgaard. Hello, everybody. And your guest is David Terrell Green. Yes, sir. Round two, baby. Woo! Yeah. So, Com- so David, comedian, uh, filmmaker, and uh, just all around excellent person from omaha nebraska thank david you. terrell green thank see, you see that's how you do an intro damn it oh no i have to bring up i have to bring up a thing that when i say david i mean david terrell green when i say special k or k mark bang or or cross guard i mean david Kalsgard. how many names did you come up for this man a lot <laughs> the, the pandemic Multiple has episodes. not been well. The pandemic has not been well for him. <laughs> I wrote a damn good sketch. I wrote a damn good joke last night, and I told you it. It was funny. It was, it was funny. <laughs> but let's not get ahead of ourselves. You still got to put that fucker on stage and see if people laugh at it. Mm-hmm. I think people will laugh at the line. He greased it and released it. Yeah, but that's one line in a joke that you sent. You sent me like 15 lines last night. Not my dad. <laughs> oh, happy Father's Day? I know you're yeah, not. I'm here. <laughs> oh, crap. Perfect segue. Happy hey, Father's Day, guys. Sorry. I, uh, I got up on stage uh, for the first time last week, man, and, dude, I was freaking rusty, man. Oh, yeah. 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 I think I've been on stage – I think I've been back three times – so far Twice. Yeah. and it just no four times yeah it's it's coming back but it's slow going it's yeah uh, i was over i've used the skills i've done in podcasting to help me on stage uh and david i think you noticed it i'm not thinking when i'm talking on stage which means i'm kind mm-hmm. of talking over myself a little bit which is better than being afraid 
I just have to think of this like, oh, it's just a podcast where I'm monologuing for five minutes and just dicking around. That is what's getting me back <laughs> a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. Um, and like, because oh, during like the quarantine, like, uh, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's like, I wrote like a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of material. Yep. And so yeah, it's I just did like, not. well, man, dude, I wrote like a lot of <laughs> stuff. And so like, I, I guess now it just kind of comes down to like, well, what exactly am I going to like, like, is, am I going to say, cause you only have so, so much time and then you got to kind of shift through the debris and be like, oh, well, I, I, I wrote this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so and that's the thing that I that I'm trying to figure out right now because I'm because I'm I'm still hesitant to get back out. Like that's that's another thing that's going on with me when I do go out. I'm like, man, should I even fucking be here? Well, kind of have to be. I'm looking around the country and other comedians are going out and they're trying to do the work and stuff. And Mm -hmm. from what I can tell, half of them, some of them are the types that didn't give a shit about the pandemic in the first place exactly whatever but then the other half is there are people who are just as concerned but this is what they do so Mm -hmm. you gotta go do your job if they're gonna have you have you tried to do any of these zoom open mics Uh, i've I've done the zoom shows i haven't done any of the open mics oh i did two open mics and uh i think we talked about it with spencer open mics are great for cool this is where the fat is this is where the excess stuff is. It's not great to tell if a joke has legs. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that exactly. Yeah. That's why I was kind of like, um, I got invited to do a couple of them. And I was just kind of like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> it's just not, it's just not the same, man. Like I have to be on stage. I have to, like, I have to like, mm-hmm. it, it, I don't, you guys know what I'm talking about, man. It's just you got to be in that room. You got to feel the energy of yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. these jokes are hitting people and, like yeah. you just can't tell that digitally and when you're separated we're still in a pandemic but here's how i viewed writing during a pandemic uh i'm gonna focus first on being healthy and happy and then if a joke comes i'll write it and during that time i've i filled a four minute set with new jokes just on whatever comes and then it's like cool i can't test these might as well not write I'll write more if they come, but I'm not going to focus on it because I don't want a plethora of shit that I may have to throw stuff out. Might as well just have stuff I want to say on stage mm-hmm. and just wait. It's like I halt, I, I'm like the factory. I've halted production. I have a back order. I'll throw it out when it's ready. Yeah, I didn't stop production. I kept... And the thing is, is when you're trying to get back is you're, you're A, you're trying to get back into the groove of being on stage. Yes. B, you're trying to test out these new jokes that you wrote, but it's hard to test out new jokes that you wrote when you aren't even sure of your footing being back on stage yet. Exactly. So what I've yeah. been trying to do is I've been trying to uh, mix in like yeah. old jokes that I need to remind myself how to say them yeah yeah Yeah. like re-remember them and then new jokes as well and that's kind of been working but also uh, i don't know (laughs) 
that's what I've been doing. It feels like it, half of it's a confidence booster. Like I've been doing jokes that I worked on right before pandemic and I did in our show. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I can get them going, I feel good. And if I feel good, I can say these new jokes better than if I felt insecure. So even if it's like bleh, if I feel good, meh. And, and I think I think the tough part about like writing during like a pandemic is just like because uh, I, I, I Jeremy, I don't know if you remember, but like when I got on stage, like the first thing I said was, "How many people before me made jokes about quarantine?" <laughs> I was like, like I just needed to know. <laughs> Because this is like, because... That's okay, and I made joke, uh, made bets on it. See, exactly, because like, because I knew that when I came back, a lot of people were going to have jokes about that, as do I. So it's just like, well, I don't want to keep talking about the same thing that eight other people just talked about. So like, so right. now it's kind of like, now I'm thinking to myself, okay, I wrote a lot of material during about quarantine and about this. Now I'm trying to think to myself, well, should I even say this stuff on stage now? Because it's just like, you know, because I don't want to, even though like, if I had a joke about quarantine and you had a joke about quarantine and Kalsgaard had a joke about quarantine, all three of our jokes are going to be different. But hopefully. the fact, the, hopefully, right? But like right. the fact is, is that we're still talking about the same thing, and like, and it, it kind of like will start getting old to people, to like to the audience. You know, what I'm saying I don't know if that yeah. makes sense, but it's just like no, what. No, that makes total sense because yeah. it's, it's it's topic fatigue. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If people keep talking about that's why Tinder jokes don't really do well. Yeah. Anymore, because well, I mean, there's kind of a thing now where. Uh, people t tinder jokes are kind of coming back in vogue but like tinder jokes it's for a still while kinda hacky. you yeah, remember when I, folks was like man like everyone was talking about freaking um <laughs> pokemon go like when that yeah. came out everybody was talking about that i'm like jesus lord if i hear one i'm nostalgic person. for pokemon go now because that meant i went outside and met new people i'm not i, I was uh, never I was never into it, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, the I almost bought the little watch. I almost bought the little watch. I told you a Pokemon was nearby. You I, would. I, I'm, I, a, I'm an indoor. I like cat. Pokemon spinoff games. I love Pokemon designs. I mm -hmm. love Pokemon music. I don't like the main game that much. <laughs> I've never seen for... an episode. Oh, it doesn't matter about the anime. I didn't even think about the anime. Oh. But like, I'm, I'm more excited for Pokemon Snap, where I take pictures of Pokemon. Then the RPG where I make them battle. Freaking fucking nerd. Care. Yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. Yeah. I'm having a up. D &D app. <laughs> I have a D and D app that I bought. What is that? Let him have his four. Exactly. What is that? Let him have his uh his nerd fest right quick. <laughs> oh, if I could, if I could do it. when Margie asked me, hey, what type of podcast did you want to do? I had two in the chamber. Oh, Comedy and video and video games. I was going to do a nerd podcast. I mean, you could do both, high key. I, yeah. This is taking a lot of my week. <laughs> no, well, no, I mean, like, you can add, like, video game and topics like that into, like, your podcast. So it doesn't right. have to be, like, just specifically comedy or video games. In, fa in fact, we have. We've done, we've done shorter mini episodes to help fill time during the pandemic and we yeah. one of the things we did was we talked about what video games we were currently playing that's a lot of animal crossing yeah because that's that's what you that's what you play man <laughs> that's well, and, and yeah you talked about fallout 76 because that's what you play yeah 
I'm yeah. like an outcast. I've, I've never played that before. Animal Crossing, you had, you make animal buddies. I mean, I, I know what it is, but I just, I've never, <laughs> I've never, I've never played it before. Like someone was showing me it and I was just like, what? <laughs> it's just like, I just didn't get it. Like, oh, it is. John lives with us. Uh, John Lehman, who's a comic, lives with us. And saw Jake and I playing it and was asking, was like, what the fuck do you do? And, I, and Jake and I went, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Not and, people like will, and people sink hundreds of hours into games yeah. like that. And I, just I, wish I, could be, I wish I could be more ju- judgmental about that. But anytime <laughs> there's a Fallout game that comes out, I sink at least 300 hours into those games. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't do that with any other video game. I've played a bunch of other video games and I like them fine, but for whatever reason, Fallout, like that's the video game where, I mean, hell, I lost a semester of college because I wanted to play Fallout New Vegas so bad. Oh, I was so absorbed in that game that I failed three classes. I didn't fail, but I didn't get the grade high enough for the credits to count. Dang, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been there. I'm not yeah. proud of it. I'm, I've been there. There's only two games on my Switch that have crossed over 100 hours, and it's Animal Crossing and Smash Brothers. <laughs> Yeah, I used to I used to go crazy on Smash Brothers too. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, that and um, uh, Modern uh, Modern Warfare too. Like, I bro, get I used that. To, bro, I used to play yeah, that yeah. game like religiously, bro. Like, that was mm-hmm. that was uh, bro. New Fighter comes out tomorrow, so I'm like pumped. I want to see what they got. Uh, I know they're gonna be a ranged fighter. It's like I just want to see. I want to see some new kits. I want to see some new moves. I don't want to see this new shit, and so I can beat people online. That's it. That's all I want to do. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, <laughs> David, uh, what are we talking about today? What movie are we talking about today? DTG, he's talking to you, not me. Oh, okay, yeah. got you, got you. Okay, <laughs> yeah. special um, case, Kalsgard. Got you. Okay, well, we were we discussed, uh, freaking what was it? Happy Gilmore, man. Happy Gilmore, happy Gilmore, you just sketches. yeah, man, yeah. Happy Gilmore, one of the this is from the Sandler Golden Era where it I'm seems like he you. just couldn't miss. Of three couldn't good miss. movies. Bro, I, I will listen. say this, man. <laughs> okay, so I, I saw Happy Gilmore for the very first time. It was back in 2017. So this is the first time okay. I saw it. Okay. So I was, wor- I was working an overnight shift. I used to work security at, uh, back in, in Vegas. And it was an overnight shift. It was like, you know, so basically there was nothing that was happening. So like, you know, and if you, you know, you have to basically just watch Netflix for eight hours because you fall asleep, you're going to get in trouble. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right. Well, I, was, well, I was an insurance salesman. I know that. Exactly. The overnight so, shift for Hawaii. Yeah. I'm telling you that overnight shift is crazy. So like I, uh, I, I saw Happy Gilmore and I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, a lot of people told me about that movie. And, bro, let me tell you, like, that – I cried laughing at that movie, bro. Like, <laughs> that movie, like, bro, it is so simple. And it's just like – It is. But it's so funny. And I'll tell you how much I like that movie. So, 
When I moved back, I went to go hang out with my homie. I said, bro, you got to watch this movie, Happy Gilmore, man. This is hilarious. So we played it, and he, but he barely laughed. And I was starting to get mad at him. I was like, bro, you better laugh. <laughs> so let me tell you my thoughts going into this. Yes. We interviewed Dick Nemiroff, awesome okay. Canadian comic. And he said, let's talk about 100% fresh. And I go, I actually like that special. But in terms of, and I opened that with, in terms of ha- comedy from Adam Sandler as a whole, I do not like Adam Sandler. <laughs> I like his dr- dramatic shit a lot. Uncut Gems is one of my favorite goddamn movies. Okay. Uh, but walk in the Happy Gilmore, I go, shit, this is a sports movie, which normally I hate if it's mm-hmm. not rocky creed or remember the titans mm-hmm. or Airbud. uh oh my god listen they there's no place in the rules that a dog can't play basketball that premise alone is the <sighs> dumbest shit i've ever heard that that is the dumbest shit i've ever heard and well that i mean it's, it's it's but it's a kid's movie like a lot of kids yeah. movies have stupid premises like yeah it's like, I mean, like, like Space Jam. Like, nobody was sitting around like, oh, Dumb yeah, man, this, this is going to go great with our adult audience. It's just like, no. Like, it's just like, it's a kid's movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like dumb shit. I love dumb shit. That also, is... it's surprising how many times in sports, like in actual sports history, the logic of, well, there ain't nothing in the rule book that says I can't. And then <laughs> it just, they let it happen. That's how the stolen base in baseball happened. Yeah. A dude just was on first, and he was like, I'm going to run to second. And he ran to second. Everybody in the, in the crowd that day laughed and thought he was joking. And then when the umpire was like, all right, come on, go back to first. And he was like, no, no, there's nothing in the rules that says I have to go back to first. And they were like, okay, there's nothing in the rules that says he has to go back to first. And so they just, in, he invented the stolen base that way. Oh, there you go. See, see. Jimmy so the a gun. dog can play basketball. A dog can play basketball. <laughs> Jimmy the gun, the that's SNL the, sketch is my favorite bit. That, that, hold on, that's the other thing that I want to go back and see, though. How many basketball leagues, after that movie came out, went back into their rule book and added a rule that specifically said, hey, a dog cannot <laughs> No, right? A dog, a cat, any sort of marsupial, so, none of these animals can play. Short confession. So when I saw Air Bud, I used to, like, I used to cry when I watched it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, like, the part, <laughs> the part where, like, he tries to get rid of him and he throws the ball into the lake and then Air Bud jumps to go get the ball, and then the kid just takes off. Like, that made me cry That's so fucked hard. up. No, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, because that's you're a human up. with a heart. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm E.T. Just, used to make me cry. E.T. used to make me cry. I wouldn't go that far. Because <laughs> <laughs> he lost his friend. He lost his friend. That upset me. He lost his buddy. Yeah, that, but that you upset know what? Me. Like, it's different because, like, we – like. We don't interact with no aliens, you know what I'm saying? Like we see dogs all the time. I'm, I'm pretty that's sure. Fair. You get, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah. I used to see the humanity in everybody. I guess. Sorry, Sorry for I just loving too much. David, you just came up with the episode title for this one. 
We don't interact with no aliens. That might be my favorite thing ever said on this show. Man, I'm just saying, man. It's just like you see, you see dogs all the time. I'm pretty sure you guys own dogs. You know, I saying? do own a like, dog. Exactly. He's so amazing. like, so yeah. So you know, like the yeah. dogs have a lot of personality. So it's yeah. just like, you know, what I'm saying, like when. When he drove off, everybody was like, bro, like, where are you going? Yeah. And he was sad. And it was I'll be honest, though. I I have cried as an adult thinking about how one day my two puppies will die eventually yes. before me. Rock- more, I have a, more than likely. I have a dog named Roxy. She's 11 years old now. She's mm-hmm. been with me since I was a sophomore in high school. When I first met her, she fell asleep inside my jacket. She's oh. in my joke book. I love that damn dog. There's mm-hmm. a picture of her in my damn joke book. She's mm-hmm. 11, and she's a big dog. So we've all had the talk. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, hardest talk. It's it's a very it, – it, it, I'll tell you this, man. It's emotional when you have to, like, have your dog euthanized. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, oh, the dog yeah. – yeah, the dog that I grew up with, like, we had that dog since I was, like, seven years old. And then, like, we had her euthanized when I was 22. So yeah. it was like, I spent basically my whole like life with this dog. And the worst part was, is that I didn't even find out about her being put to sleep until the next day. Cause I was in Vegas. <laughs> so like oh. I called back, yeah, I called back home. I said, uh, you know, uh, the dog's thing sparkle. I said, uh, how's sparkle doing? They're like, yeah, we want to talk to you about that. I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> you guys didn't want to um, talk to me about it beforehand. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was like, did it like afterwards? Yeah, it was like you guys could have at least called me the day you were gonna do it, or you know what I'm saying? Like, Damn. like, hey, hey, man, this is what's about to happen. You know what I'm saying? I could, uh, you know, prepare myself, but it's just like, but <laughs> they're like, yeah. Uh, so by the way, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So when I was, I'm trying to remember how old I was, and the joke that I kind of t- that I sort of tell about it. I say 10. I'm not entirely sure if it was 10. I might have been 11 or 12. Mm. Uh, But we had to put down the dog that my parents had before my brother and I were born. So my dad thought it would be a good character building opportunity for me to go watch my dog get Oh my god. So would you rather have watched or found out a day later because both sound shitty do do you know what my middle school teacher told me what my middle school teacher went to work the day after his dog died and went never be in the room because that's the only memory you have i don't remember anything else from social studies that year I remember that line. And the problem is Roxy's very uh, protective. So there's only one person that can take her to the vet and that's me. Is, is yeah. David, uh, is, is that where you got that one joke? Like when the, <laughs> the kid asked like, uh, like the pastor if his oh, dog well, yeah. was no, that's, that that was me. That's a, that is an autobiographical joke. Oh man, that's fucked up, man. That's fucked yeah, up. Yeah. And yeah, your so, your social studies teacher was right. That is the only memory you have of that dog afterwards. No, so, I don't want that. No, no, no. I want that jacket memory. I want that jacket memory. That's the only one I want. 
had to pick one. Uh, but the reason why I said it's anyway, a let's stop talking about dead dogs. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, that does bring me back to saving the kitten, which is film language. Sure. And the reason why I like certain comedies and hate others, I respect Adam Sandler comedies, or at least early ones. I actually really like Big Daddy. Um, that's a fun one to make. But a good comedy uses the camera to tell a joke, as well as the actors and the script. Okay. And that's David, you and I, uh, David Charles Green. That's what you and I were talking about at part uh, before we got on this episode is film language. And you shoot scripts, and I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about how you shoot scripts yeah. and shoot sketches in a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is a beat for beat. Happy Gilmore has the same fucking plot as Rocky, as a bunch of other sports movies, just heightened and goofy. Well, that, and that's the thing. That's the thing. That's it's what like, makes it work. That's what makes it work because the thing is, is like you're not supposed to take Happy Gilmore like the movie seriously. You no. know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, like if they were trying to do the same thing in Happy Gilmore that they did in Rocky, no one would like it. You know what I'm saying? Because no. it's just like you, you can't make golf serious. You know what I'm saying? It's just like because like you can't is raise the st- you can't raise the stakes like that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas a movie, yeah. like, it's like, it's it's funny. It's lighthearted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And the the reason why I like it so much is because like, it allows itself to be weird. You know what I'm saying? Is just like I've always been a fan of like when comedies, like they don't try to take itself seriously. They don't try to be sophisticated. They don't try to be like, oh well you actually missed this point of uh, the psychology that was put in this joke. It's like, no, it's just having fun. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes yeah. that like less is more, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> perfect example. Like I think uh, <laughs> one of the jokes that made me laugh the hardest was like uh, when the dude Chubbs accent, <laughs> this, dude Ch- this dude Chubbs, uh, he fell out the window like it's just <laughs> that had me in tears laughing <laughs> bro <laughs> oh my god yeah op- yeah and that's funny because it's just like it doesn't take itself seriously and you think to yourself like oh man he's not dead and then like the next shot is <laughs> is a picture of him i'm like dude this is so funny bro it's just like and that that only works if you get what a sports movie is the the trainer that trained you, yeah, like is Mickey fucking dies in Rocky too, sure, and yeah, he, and we still have a main character with a dumb voice, and we don't laugh in yeah. Rocky too, mm-hmm. but we laugh here because it's heightened up to ten. He laughs because it's a dead gator in a box. Well, mm-hmm. Who it's becomes his funny. trainer in Rocky three and Rocky four? Then I know Apollo. I don't watch it yet. In Rocky three. I, I think. Just, Apo- when did Apollo? I don't remember. I only saw I think like Apollo trained him after Rocky. Yeah, three onward had to been Apollo. Well, right. and uh, have you seen Apollo or Rocky Four yet? No. Oh, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you then. Spoiler! I don't but fucking he, care. Okay, well, Apollo dies at the very start of Rocky Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's oh, right. I saw that scene. Yeah, he gets his yeah. ass kicked by uh, the Russian. By yeah. Ivan Drago. Yeah. Ivan Drago. Yeah, like in illegally. Like illegally murders. Yeah, that scene was fucked up, and I didn't. And I, and I felt sad. 
But a guy falls out of a screen like he's fucking Ch uh, Charlie Chaplin. That's funny because you know, and also like the the, mo the sports montage is a great use to get yourself pumped up. I have to, I love Rocky music because of that. It's dumb as shit in uh, Happy Gilmore when he's beating kids' ass. No, it's not. Come on, bro. But I, it's you know, funny. What? It's but, funny. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't say it wasn't okay. funny. It's funny when he's okay. beating a kid's ass. Okay, I thought you said it was dumb as in, like, bro, this is oh, this is dumb. not funny. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be dumb. Yeah. It's dumb like Kraft Punk is dumb. It, crust Punk? Anyway. Kraft Punk? Uh, no, from uh, uh, Eric Andre. No? Oh, I no, thought, no one? Okay, okay. I thought no. you said Daft Punk. I was like, shit. No, <laughs> I love Daft Punk. Like Kraft Punk. Which oh, is okay. Daft Punk, that, but it made a cheese. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, uh, the, uh, the bit. The okay, yeah. okay. Now I now I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, so essentially the, the thing that you're getting at, the why you like Happy Gilmore so much is that it's a... Do you remember all those fucking parody movies that came out? The scary movies of like Andy? Good parodies. Like, well, they, they had their run for a while and then they got old very quickly. Happy Gilmore not is essentially... Scary movie. Not Scary movie onward. Those movies are dog shit because they're Happy, not taking the style of a parody. Yeah, Happy Gilmore and The Waterboy essentially are parodies. Yeah. But mm -hmm. they aren't like nobody thinks of them. Nobody thinks of them as parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They true. just think of them as a movie. Uh, uh, yeah, just a, a good comedy mm -hmm. that happens to be a sports movie and and up sense. until then up until then i mean correct me if i'm wrong but up until then there weren't a lot of sports movies that were comedies you know what i'm saying it's just like a lot of them were i can uh, think, I can I think, can of, think of slap shot and caddyshack okay well yeah Cat, caddyshack. Oh, well, no, and I'm well i'm saying well i'm saying at the time at the time yeah. of oh, at the time uh, happy Happy Gilmore releasing in theaters. You know what I'm saying? Caddyshack. Yeah, That's Caddyshack was. I think Caddyshack was before that. Um, Caddyshack was in the '80s. Slapshot okay. was in, was in the '70s, late '70s, early '80s. But yeah, there really weren't a bunch of. There really weren't sports no. comedies. Exactly. They were just the sports a, comedies were supposed to be the inspirational tale. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, a lot of sports movies came out in the '90s, so people knew what a sports movie was. So that's why they can laugh at a dumb montage. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And so it's yeah. just like so. With that, it's kind of like you get on the hype of sports movies, and then you release that. It's kind of like you know. It, all right, it's it's like um, it's like why people like Deadpool so much. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The yeah. reason why people liked the Deadpool movie so much is because Deadpool was basically a parody of the superhero hype train that was putting out new superhero movies every two movies a year and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So because of that, now here comes Deadpool. It's a parody of a trend that's really hot right now. So that's imagine, the imagine Happy Gilmore. Yeah, imagine Deadpool coming out when X-Men 1 came out. Exactly. Like it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be received. Funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But Deadpool coming out like in the middle of the MCU is hot and DC yeah. is hot. Well, sort of hot. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, and all of these other superhero movies trying to jump on that bandwagon, and then here comes Deadpool making references to that type of stuff. It was that's what made it funny. Yeah. So you have Happy Gilmore come out in an era where there's a lot of uh, inspirational, based on a true story, and all this stuff. It's just like I I think that's why people gravitated to it more. Because I mean, number one, because it's funny, and number two, because it's just like you know, it plays off of a trend, and it doesn't fall into the same, you know, pattern, so to speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and it knows when to be. It knows when to let the talking stop and then let the camera tell a joke. My favorite joke in that movie is we have a setup. Happy Gilmore toughens his chest and head up with the baseball, uh, the baseball machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kid, thinks that's badass, which is yeah. already dumb as shit, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But then there's an expositional scene where Happy's talking to Chubbs. It, that scene's not funny. What's funny is in the background, the kid turns the machine on and tries mm-hmm. to do it, and gets knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's happening in the background. Mm-hmm. It's using the set. It's using the camera. It's using yeah. a bunch of shit to tell it. If it wasn't doing that, it'd just be a script that's funny. And at that point, just do a stand-up special. Mm. Like, it's funny that Happy Gilmore has a goddamn hockey puck as his putter. Yeah. That's so hilarious. Hockey, hockey stick. Hockey stick? What? I don't do sports. Sports does me. I can tell that but, you don't do sports there, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the sports do you thing sounds Fuck like off. a weird kink, but <laughs> uh, I was a water boy and I almost got our team a flag. Yeah. Oh. Oh uh, here's you wanna know why? You wanna know why? Me and the coach yes, are yelling at the ref because they made a shit call. And you almost got a flag. Yep. I hated that ref. The ref made a shit call. It was a shit call. What? What are you going to do? Be quiet? No. Fuck that. Look, as a person who has gotten a flag for arguing with a referee, I'm not going to criticize you too much on this. But the fact that you weren't even all that invested, like, physically into the game, (laughs) that's what kind of makes it a little weird. I really like football. I don't know a lot about sports, but I love college ball. That's just it. Yeah, I mean, not, I mean, that's fair. I mean, but and but so then you watch sports then. So it's just like you know, I watch sports. Yeah. So that's why when I see when I see someone like Shooter, I go fuck you. Shooter is like Texas A and M, and that is like yeah, that's really, oh dude, Shooter's the worst piece of shit, and it's it's great to have bad things happen to him. It makes it funny. <laughs> That's a pretty good comparison. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking shooters, they, Texas A&M. Fuck him. They they have their periods of being really, really good, but they never quite win at all, and that bothers yeah. them to no end. They're still and they're upset by it. Shit. Oh, it's uh. The, the, the thing with Happy Gilmore, when it comes to the camera telling the joke, I think maybe it's just because I haven't seen a bad comedy movie in a while because I'll hear reviews from people and they'll say, oh, this isn't a good movie. But I feel like it's just 
a staple now that you really didn't see in comedies in the 80s where the camera would tell a joke. Like, I think around the 90s, that's when that happened. Like, you you see people doing and going in the background or the camera would cut away from the two people talking to show something else happening. It did happen a lot in sucker films, yeah. Yeah, like Airplane, uh, Mm. Top Secret, Police Squad, Naked Gun. But it did happen in Mel Brooks as well. Like Blazing Saddles and uh, mm-hmm. what's the one, the Gene Wilder one singing producers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and History of the World, part two, one, um, does that as well. Uh, Spaceballs too, but I don't. Okay, so I, then never... my, my, thought, my thought was wrong. I just wasn't, I just couldn't. It think does of it differently. It, it, it changes. It changed in the 90s after Airplane. Airplane oh, is more apparent, or more importantly, The Simpsons. The Simpsons were also very good at background jokes. You know, like mm-hmm. with the Simpsons, though, like I'm not even gonna lie, bro. I watched, and maybe I just haven't watched the right episodes, but like I watched about four episodes. Like this person was like, man, I'm gonna play you four of the best episodes. They played me four of those episodes, bro. I did not crack a smile. What they, what they consider good episodes, but were they? Do you remember I, any of them? I, I, I don't remember. Uh, one was like, uh, man, I really don't remember. All I just know is that, like, watching it, I was like, this, I'm like, I'm not laughing at this. But it's like, I, like, I don't know. Like, it, I just couldn't get into it. But, like, I know it's funny because people told me it's funny. Um, but, like, for me, bro, like, I think, like, South Park, bro, is, like, the creme de la creme of, like, comedy and writing, bro. Like, that is just, like, it's just so, it's so funny. It's just, like, bro, how do you come up with stuff like this? Like, it's, it's funny, man. It's, it's good. And, they, and the, go they're, able, they're able to, like, South Park is able to do something that really no other animated show is able to do because of how they make their episodes. It's essentially just the two creators of the show coming up with scripts and ideas. And they have some other writers in there as well, but it's pretty much them coming up, pitching the show and making the show within a week. So they can Mm -hmm. stay on topic and topical and be, you know, yeah. In the meantime, The Simpsons, just as an example, in their most recent season, like seven months after it happened, they did a parody about the movie La La Land. Yeah, they and did. And at the end, their end joke was, wait, wait, this is supposed to be a parody about Moonlight. Yeah. Which, is, which at the time was like a seven-month-old joke about the Oscar mix-up. Got you. Moonlight okay. won. Because they... they had the idea, they wrote it out, they wrote the whole mm-hmm. script and everything, but because of what, how they make their show and how they do their animation and, you know, when they release, mm-hmm. they couldn't do that. Yeah. I might send you some like, good Simpson episodes. Please. From a comedy standpoint. So uh, what I like the Simpsons isn't that it's... Fu- David and I, I think we've talked a lot about The Simpsons and we've quoted The Simpsons endlessly. My favorite part about The Simpsons is that you have good characters. South Park does too. But like, Mm -hmm. I care about Lisa. I like how Homer, Homer will do a lot of shit things, never Mm -hmm. cheat on Marge. 
He'll never let his daughter down. He's a, he's a shit dad, but he's not a bad dad. Mm -hmm. Happy Gilmore, bring it back to Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, you know where he's coming from. You get, sure. like they, they do the setup early and it's a, the first cringy part to me was the I hate you, I love you joke that they did a lot in the beginning, but that way you know who Happy is. He gets angry. Mm -hmm. Not a shit dude. Yeah. Like, he'll let the guy wash his windows. A scene that's not funny, the guy washing his windows and then the security guard taking him away going, hey man, he's just trying to make a buck. And then he brings yeah. him into his caddy. That shows he's not a bad guy, so when he does something funny, he like punches yeah. Bob Barker in the face. <laughs> it's funny. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like when you write characters, man, it's just like when it comes to that, like you have to like some of these characters, they have to be like likable. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like, because if you just make a character who's just an ass, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that character then says something funny, you're just gonna be like, bro, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're not. It's, it's, yeah. It's like it's like when the high. It's like when the the bully in your friends group or your high school bully sure. would say a, a joke, even if it was at somebody else's expense, and it might have been genuinely funny. At the same time, mm -hmm. you're like, fuck you, you're an asshole, and you don't want exactly. to hear from them. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, like, when, when you write for stuff like that, like what Happy Gilmore is just like, you know, they did those moments there to make him like a, like a lovable, you know, goofball, you know what I'm saying? And it right. worked, you know? And so if, you, if they wrote him as just this freaking rage-filled guy, like, it wouldn't have worked. Nothing he said would be funny, even though it's supposed to be a comedy, you know what I'm saying? It's just like the thing. Okay, like all right. For example, you look at Shooter, right? Mm -hmm. They made sh Shooter's a douchebag. They made his character a douchebag, but the stuff that he said, it was funny because of how like um, like the way it played off of uh, uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Or, so they, they, just, or they they would use his air. They would use Shooter's own arrogance and. Uh, ego against yeah. him where against he him, says so, he says something where he thinks it's genuinely witty or funny or whatever mm -hmm. and then it falls flat exactly and like, that's the joke like he thought this was great and everybody else exactly. thought it sucked exactly you'll never, get, sense. you'll never get a shooter never got a punchline he was always yeah the punchline joke yeah he was like yeah. but he's the setup uh, yeah. And I want to bring up uh, David. David, you and I are two different connoisseurs of films. Sure. I like trash. We talked about it. I love trash. I live in it. I am a trash. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that this is the part that gets cut out and thrown in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> but I remember. Anyways, uh, I like watching bad comedies. I just like watching comedies people don't review. Like, I saw Keanu in theaters, and I really liked Keanu. I like Keanu. Keanu uh, was a good movie. It was a good yeah, movie. Yeah, Keanu was uh, funny. It was funny. Yeah, when I always say the camera tells jokes, they went to mm -hmm. a bar, and it was called STD, and the camera held on it. And they didn't say anything. It was mm -hmm. great. And yeah. then it ruined it by the, when uh, Keel said, oh, man, they shouldn't have called it that. And I go, you didn't need to say that. Yeah, yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. Because uh, that's that. like it, like it's a uh, it's a subtle thing, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like the the, yeah. the subtle humor is just like, and I don't I don't remember that part, 
but it's just like, but if he did say that, okay, see, I I didn't remember that part. See, if he said that, either A, he improv that, and they're like, okay, well, let's just leave it in there, or B, they wrote that, and they shouldn't have put that in there, because sometimes the subtle, like, the subtle part, like, folks will be like, oh, yo, yo, you know, like, they'll notice it, and it it makes it, like, really funny, you know what I'm saying? Like, just Exactly. I'm trying to think of another example, but that's good. I think I the have other. I think the. I think the other thing that they're trying to do there is something that you kind of see, and again, this is where I go because I'm not a huge into film and sketch making. I like to work on those projects, but I don't mm-hmm. like. I'm not in it. In it. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not what I. It's not my forte. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like forte. But I. Yeah. I, I think it's what they're. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I think it's I think they're trying to get a more of an appeal on that joke by having the different jokes like you have the subtle joke of just the seeing the STD but then for the people who aren't getting it now you have him say, oh, they shouldn't have called it that. So now you get a laugh from, it might dull the laugh from the other people, mm-hmm. but other people who wouldn't have found the other thing funny are now getting a laugh out of it as well yeah. as the people who got the initial laugh off of the, like just seeing the, the STD. And I think mm-hmm. I see, I see stand-up comedians do that a lot. It. Like that's what, that's yeah. what a tag to a joke is like, oh, you didn't like the punchline. Well, here's a tag. Here's another thing that you mm-hmm. might that you might enjoy if you didn't enjoy the actual joke joke of this. Sure. Uh, the Simpsons is a good example of this, and it's used to teach it. Uh, there's a scene where Bart is down on his luck. He's walking the streets of Springfield on his bike, and he falls and trips on something. Pratt fall joke. And it gets ran over by a street cleaner, but the bike comes out completely clean. The guy laughs at him, and then he falls down a subway hole. No, Three no, no. You, 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 yeah. you messed it up. There's like five different jokes there. Bart is riding his Bart is riding his bike. He falls. Fuck, off you his know bike. that scene too. Okay, like yes, that. What is it? The the bike the bike goes into the street, gets run over by the street cleaner. It looks like it's going to get completely trashed. Comes out squeaky clean, and then. Bart gets on the bike to start riding it. Yep. And it falls apart while he's riding it. And <laughs> then the dude driving the street cleaner is looking back, laughing at him. And while he's looking back, laughing at him, he veers into the subway entrance. Yeah. And his, his truck goes into the subway and explodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> none of that's that's funny. Yeah. None it, of that's addressed. It's all visual. Yeah, and that's that. That's a tag visually done right. If you want that's to see funny. like a two minute version of this, what got this idea of camera and comedy stuck in my head is I was watching sure, the sure. trailer for the new Candyman movie, which I've been looking forward to for years, for about a year I'm, now. It better be good. Oh God, I hope so. Um, I one, I love horror. Two, I love Candyman. Sure. Um, but uh, the director Nia, fuck, uh, Candyman. Yeah, okay, quick. Uh, I have her name, Nia DaCosta, just mm-hmm. tweeted out a, I don't want to call it a trailer, but a short done entirely with paper puppets. Uh, and uh, she, there's no words in it. Uh, it is just one sentence uh, and it's called, uh, yeah, cool, it's right here. 
because I am good at looking at tweets. Okay, Candyman. At the intersection of white violence and black pain is about unwilling martyrs. The people that they were, the symbols that they turned them into, and monsters that, they, uh, that we are told they must have been. I saw that trailer done only in paper puppets, and not only was I afraid for everyone but Candy, uh, I was afraid of everyone but Candyman, I cried. Two minutes and 36 fucking trailer for a movie that's not coming out till next year. Comedy and horror has the same, they both rely on the same need of the camera to make your emotion. Well, Tension, I think, I think yeah, yeah I, I think, I think any, any film for that matter, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like the, the camera and stuff like that and the reaction, it, it matters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I guess that's, yeah, you can use that for any genre, high key. You know, um, it, it's True. just a That's matter. Mistaken. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just a matter of like, what exactly are you supposed to be like? You know, like conveying. It's just like, um, I like you look at Happy Gilmore for example. So, Happy Gilmore accidentally knocks uh, Chug's wooden hand off, and it lands in the street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, dude, my bad. He's like, oh no, nah, man. The thing is, you know, it's meant, but it's tough. It's built out of wood, and da 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 da. Next thing you know. Here come a random truck that just drives over it. Over. And then it just shows Chubbs like reacting to it. Like that, yeah. and to me, Chubbs' reaction is funnier than the truck coming through. Hell yeah, it you is. You know what I'm it saying? Is. Exactly. Because it's just like he was, because visual comedy, he was just talking about, yeah. oh yeah, man, my hand is, is, you know, it's solid, it's this, it's that. Oh yeah. And then, oh, now it's, now it's broken. You know what I'm saying? So, and the one time he shakes his hand right correctly mm -hmm. without breaking it. Chubbs is dead. <laughs> exactly. So it's like funny. I, mm -hmm. I, I yeah. feel like with, with the camera, man, you can do so much. I, I They taught yeah. me this in film school. They taught me this in film school where like sometimes the reaction of the person is more important than the person that's talking in the scene. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So and the reason why I bought the uh, Candyman trailer is I felt a bunch of emotions, not a single fucking word. So yeah. uh, the camera is just as important as your script. Yeah, you can absolutely. And if you need, yeah, and if you need comedy, watch a Buster Keaton movie. If you need a comedy example because you're afraid of horror, go watch Buster Keaton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Happy well, Gilmore. I, I'm telling you, man. There's so many different examples. Like when you break it down, you know what I'm saying. Like you know, like the camera work because like a lot of it it tells the story. You know what I'm saying. Like um. Man, I'm trying to think of a good example right now. I can't think of any right now, but like, um, okay, all right, all right, here's one. I forgot the name of the movie. I forgot the name of the movie, but the concept of it, uh, the concept of it, it's, it's pretty dark. So just roll with me here. So this was around a time when like, when like abortions, bro, were like, it was like very, very bad. Like, as in like, if they caught you doing it, you are going to prison, yeah, yeah, no okay. questions asked. Yeah, yeah rolling up on yeah, you. Okay. Exactly. And yeah, okay. so this is way, 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 way back. Way, way back in the day. And so uh, this was a British film, I believe. And so then there's this woman who would perform abortions for women under the table. So she had her own secret job. None of her family knew, uh, knew about what she was doing. So she, like she was doing this 100% by herself. So there's a scene, it's Christmas day, they're all together eating food and happy and stuff like that and enjoying themselves. Next thing you know, there's a knock on the door, 
the police are here and they're talking to the family like hey well we you know uh we just have a couple questions and they're like the her character the camera was on her the whole time she didn't say a word yeah. everyone else was talking like well why are you here what's what's the re reason for this but the camera was on her and her face went from oh well who's at the door to oh my god and you see like the life leave her face and she didn't yeah. say anything you know what i'm saying and most people will argue oh well the camera should be on the person who's talking that's not that's not true because the story if you're going about if we're visually telling a story that it, it matters it, the camera being on her yeah you know what i'm saying because the audience knows and she knows oh she's screwed nobody else in that family knew what she what she did for did like for a living under the table you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so exactly so like that's that's uh i don't, I don't know if that makes sense but oh, it does like, you know okay does the reverse of that of hey how what does the camera done poorly do uh i like the cast of the new ghostbusters i when i heard that that was the cast i was excited because that's a damn great comedy cast you have christian wig you have you like oh that God. movie I don't like the movie. Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Say, What's her name? She was in Spy. She was in Identity. I'm Melissa McCarthy. Thank you. Melissa McCarthy, which I don't like Chuck Lorre shows. I actually liked Mike and Molly and Moms because when you have a good cast, you can make a shit script kind of good. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what I've learned. But yeah, Melissa McCarthy, you had Christian Wig, you had Leslie. Last name is Jones. I'm bad at names. Thank Jones. you. Yeah. Le Leslie Jones, like, fuck, that's a great cast. Are you kidding me? Fuck yeah, I'm in. Uh, when was you get Maya Rudolph script, also in that, or is that, was that Bridesmaids? No. That was Bridesmaids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was like Pop Star, which was the same year, I think. Mm, okay. Pop was a great goddamn movie, if anyone gets a chance to say it. Pop Star, great fucking movie. But I didn't like it, and there's a scene that bugs me. One, I hate any movie not directed by Judd Apatow when they think let's have our non-improv actors improv uh, it's always not good <laughs> because Melissa McCarthy is great when you give her a great script or even a shit script Mike and Molly she's great as a as an actress as a comedic actress she's great but then you saw her do improv about a, there's not enough meat in her uh, soup from a Chinese restaurant and the camera is medium shot, reverse, reverse shot. The most boring shit you can do. Mm -hmm. It's why the prequels in Star Wars suck. Well, it's not the only reason. It's one of the reasons why the prequel trilogy sucks ass. Because it's all shot, reverse shot. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing going on. I think Christian Wiggins is For the uninitiated, there. explain what those terms mean. Please. So let's say you and I are talking, uh, Special Tank, right? We're talking. You're, you're, you're standing right in front of me. Yeah. Camera faces you when you talk. Camera faces me when I talk. Medium shot is we're both in the middle of the shot, not taking up too much room. We're just... It's not close up. It's not... A distant Center. shot. It's yeah. a middle shot. Okay, it's and it's shot. bouncing back and forth between our conversation. Uh, watch the watch. Uh, there's a scene in episode one where yeah, fuck it. Watch episode one. That's the end of episode one where Yoda tells Anakin Skywalker he can't be a fucking Jedi because he's too emotional, which makes no sense. Uh, watch that scene. 
Well, if you actually understood the principles of the Jedi Order, then, I understand. Yeah, you don't understand. you tell me about the principles of the Jedi? I get I was, it. Yeah, I was just about to say. I'm like that. That doesn't. That's not like really. That's actually very wise of Yoda to say. Like, nah, it yeah. just doesn't. It's not built in there because it's a prequel trilogy, and because it's made after we saw Luke, who was a lot of emotions. In fact, the climax of Episode Six is based off a huge emotion, compassion. He's well, driven by emotions. What? It is not, you, you, yeah, you can be driven by emotion. That's actually one of the things that we realized as we watched the prequel trilogy. If we're you're right, you're right. Prequel, is that the Jedi Order, for while all the good that they did do, they were misguided and wrong in many of the things that they did. You're they right, didn't, you're right. When you, when you don't teach people the, you know, what the dark side is, whether it be in Star Wars or in real life, then they don't know how to identify it when they get out into the real world and then they fall into it. And that is exactly what happened to Anakin Skywalker because they refused yeah. to teach him anything about the dark side. Mm -hmm. He fell into it. Yeah. Because they, if you don't bother learning how to spot it, what it is, mm -hmm. it, we're, yeah. we're seeing that happen in our country right fucking now mm -hmm. on a massive mm -hmm. scale. But we don't have a Darth Plagueis the Wise. We have a, we have a guy that can't fill a stadium. No, he wouldn't be Darth Plagueis the Wise. He wouldn't even be comparable. We don't have, for, yeah, you're right. We don't have a Darth Plagueis <laughs> That's the what wise. I said. We don't have a Darth Plagueis the Wise. What we have is a bunch of old racist statues. Yeah. <laughs> Man, listen, I've been feeling sad and depressed and angry for a while now. But seeing old racist statues jump into the river, that feels good. You know, yeah. that feels, that, that's good. Good shit. Anyways, that's how a camera can tell a joke. That's great. How a camera can ruin a joke. Oh, yeah. So you so so the when you you're essentially saying that the shot the mid shot where they're hopping back and forth like the conver I'm assuming it's a conversation between Qui Gon yeah. and Yoda that you're talking yeah. about after Yoda Ghostbusters yeah just pop that also I don't know why I don't know why you would want to shoot that way because you have to get each line so many takes from that shot. It's mostly done in the uh, David, correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Two cameras, it's done in editing. Yeah, I mean, uh, with, you usually will have multiple cameras, but like sometimes when you see that stuff, it's not so much of the way it was shot, it's also how it was edited too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because like a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of movies, uh, you know, that have like, oh, dude, who edited this? You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't yeah. look good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, yeah, so a lot of that falls into the cutting room as well. You know, I mean, yeah. maybe they did, maybe they did do a piss poor job shooting it. You know what I'm saying? But like, mm -hmm. but for the most part, yeah. I mean, like, man, you could shoot something that's like a freaking piece of glory. You know what I'm saying? But then you put it in the mm -hmm. editing room and you get someone who don't know what they're doing, mm -hmm. and then it just turns out bad. You know what I'm saying? So, well, so with episode, I mean, in the in the in, in the minimal experience that I have with shooting anything on film yeah. sketch film whatever uh pretty much every person that i've done any project for they've 
gotten a dozen different angles and takes yeah. of certain things. So is it mm -hmm. just picking the right one when you get to editing and then realizing, oh, we might have made a bad choice? Like what we should have done is we should have taken, you know, take uh, 12 from camera B instead of take 11 from camera A or whatever yeah. the situation might be. Because it seems like that's what a lot of things, there's no way they don't have alternative shots. Oh yes, oh yeah, they have they have plenty of uh, angles from different cameras. A lot of times what they'll do is that they'll create like a shot list. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And so they'll get the shot list, they'll get that st the stuff together. Like productions to get moved, like movies on a bigger scale, like it takes a lot of time. There's a lot of meetings, there's a lot of, how do we want this to look visually? How do we want to convey our story X, Y, Z? So when they get that stuff handled, then when they get into the editing room, then they'll, uh, okay, so today we're going to watch uh, raw footage from file A. And then mm -hmm. we're going to take a two-hour break, and then we're going to watch raw footage from file B. You know what I'm saying? And so then we just figure out, well, which one is going to, is going to be effective for this scene the most? You know, so a, a lot of times, like, you know, um, that's the difference when you, like, doing skits, and then doing like, you know, um, like the short films and stuff like that with skits, at least from my diagnostics, it, 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 it doesn't really matter as far as like shots go for me because it's a skit. You know what I'm saying? It's like two, like a minute, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, okay, yeah. well, yeah, like, all right, we're gonna, I'm, of course I'm gonna get, you know, like good shots, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, but, I'm not going to sit down and create a shot list for a one minute skit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We're right. just going to go in and we're just going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do it, do it as raw as you can. Exactly. Uh, if you want a good example, uh, David, about like, Hey, what, what happens when you have a good editor and a bad editor? Okay. <laughs> uh, George Lucas directed two movies, episode four, I mean, among others, episode four and episode one. With a great editor, you can make episode four look really good. With a bad editor, or and more importantly, with George Lucas working at the editing bay with the editor and mm -hmm. didn't have it, uh, got to make more choices, you get episode one. Uh, mm -hmm. David, I have a question for you. So we talk about writing sketches. Mm -hmm. So let's say we're we're at the beginning. You have your you have your notebook. You have your pen. You're writing the sketch, right? At that point, you're focusing on the script. When you're focusing on the script, how do you make jokes apply in the script writing part? How do I make jokes as far as the script writing part? Yes. Well, what do you mean? Probably like write it. some. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why you put the special in special K. Cause you just you just make everything pop. <laughs> yeah, I'm great. Uh, so so what what do you, what do you mean like, like how do what I, I mean come is up like, with okay, like uh, we talk about directing, editing, and writing, and both yeah. of them have different focuses in joke writing in order sure. to make a joke, right? So mm -hmm. when you're David Terrell Green, the writer, yeah, the sketch writer, how do you focus on writing a joke in that place? Do you focus on writing the camera set angles out and like saying this would be funny if it was in like a out of focus or in focus at a certain thing? Or do you go like a comedian, set up punchline, set up punchline? 
Okay, so focus on everything else after that. Okay, so for the larger scale, it's like for the larger scales, like scripts and stuff like that, like I'll write, I'll just like write it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'll write the story and all of that stuff with it. As we proceed, like with me and my, uh, with my, with my camera guy, Kev, uh, him and I, we have a very special relationship where we know how to like read each other like almost perfectly. And mm-hmm. so then I will talk about what we're going to do you know what I'm saying? And how we're going to do it. Like if it, like, for example, if we're filming like, like the web series I'm working on now, it's a little bit more laid back as far as the filming process, because I know how he works. He knows how I work. So we know what we're going to do. And we, and I'll break down the script and be like, oh, okay, so this is what I was thinking this for this. You know what I'm saying? For short films, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more in depth because then that's when we got to write out the shot list and we have to have the long meetings and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So honestly, like, you know, it just kind of just depends on what exactly it is that I'm doing. Now, if you're, ta- you, if you're talking about like how I write the material as far as like, like the, the, the lines and the jokes. If Let's start about there. That, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so basically, um, I realized like at this point, as far as like me doing stand-up goes, um, I have been doing a lot of stand-up that will, I, I purposely will begin to translate into the, uh, into the, 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 the films and the stuff like that. Uh, I've noticed a lot of people do it. I've noticed Larry David does it. I've noticed Judd Apatow does it. I know, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed a lot of folks like that do that. And so for me, when I first started doing stand-up, I thought I was like, I thought I wanted to do the, the Kevin Hart, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, you know, type of thing like that. But then as I've taken time to develop, I realized I'm like, that's not necessarily what I'm interested in doing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I was like, I want to, I, I still like, I still am like passionate about stand-up, but I'm just like, okay, well, I know how I want to utilize, you know, there, so there are jokes that I will do on stage to put in a video, to put in a film. You know what I'm saying? But I will test it out to make sure that it works as far as, um, as far as, uh, uh, goodness, uh, a, like a peop, an audience laughing at it. Like a perfect example is, um, goodness, uh, there was this joke uh, that we did for uh, my show, Everybody Loves Those Boys where like yeah. Carmela, Carmela's character, she's talking about her daughter dating uh, a white boy. And <laughs> the joke is, do you think uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. King died so she could date Ferris Bueller? That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that was a joke that I actually would use in stand-up. And that joke went, that joke always killed every time I did it. So then I was like, exactly. So then I took that joke and I said, okay, well, it's funny here. I'm going to put it in here because it makes sense for this character to say that. And I'm not going to do the joke anymore on stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was basically grooming certain jokes so it can trans- a transition into the, into the. So that's a good example of that joke you have that you're used to do on stage and not on camera. And that's the mm-hmm. question I have. Let's talk about translating from stand-up stage to screen. Yeah. All right. So how does that joke, I mean, not, 
yes, it fleshes out because we have to write a story now, right? But like, how does that joke evolve and morph from stand up to screen? How does it evolve more? Um, evolve or devolve or morph, either way. I mean, I think it kind of like stays the same because like the, the same way that I said it, you know what I'm saying? When I first started trying the bit out, is the same way that like, you know, that, uh, that for example, Carmela used, you know what I'm saying, uh, said it uh, when she said it in uh, when we were filming. So it's just like, I, I guess it just kind of like depends on how you set it up and how you want the, how, uh, how the person says it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because like the way that it was written and the topic that was being brought up, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, because of that, it was like, oh, okay, this this will work perfectly fine, you know what I'm saying? Because like the character, you know, that she was playing wanted one of the characters to date her daughter, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, so because we set that up, then it was just like, okay, now in the next 30 seconds, she's going to bring this up, which is a perfect segue for this joke, which, you know what I'm saying, which actually makes it stronger, in my opinion, as far as, uh, as far as, you know, adding this joke versus just saying, using it in a, a stand-up. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, did, what did uh, Kev's input on, you said your camera name is, cameraman's name is Kev, correct? Yeah, I call him Kev. Okay, cool. Kevin Buckets. That's dope. That's what we call him. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope for sure. That's better than Special K. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Most nicknames are. You need to deserve a better nickname, Special K. Anyways, uh, you have not. Anyways, what did uh, Kev's input when he was helping you out? Did he have any uh, uh, any input that helped with the uh, sketch? Um, I think, well, like, Kevin's input more goes into the lines of the visual parts. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As far as, like, the storytelling and stuff like that, it's just kind of like, you know, that usually is just like, because he doesn't necessarily do that, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, certain, like he can't really contribute as much, you know what I'm saying? But like visually, like he's like, he has just like an eye that is just like, it is remarkable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like, and he's able to see things a lot better than I can, you know what I'm saying? So like a lot of times if he says, well, we need to do this, that, and third because of this, then I'll, I'll be like, okay, absolutely, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he definitely sees something more than I do. You know what I'm saying? So I, it's, just a, it's just a matter of just like a partnership, so to speak. Right, exactly. And the more, sometimes. So I guess a question that I have when it comes to, because we were talking about making jokes yeah. uh, with the camera, mm -hmm. is do you guys usually have those pre-written into the script or are you guys filming something and either you or Kev is watching Rob play back from the take and you're like, oh, what if we focused on so-and-so or what if we focused on this thing in the background or yeah. what if we did, brought this thing that was in the background into the foreground to tell sure. a joke that way? Like how much of that is actually written and how much of that is you're on set, yeah. you're filming and you're like, oh shit, we got, we can do this. Sure. Um, it honestly just depends. Honestly, uh, it depends on what exactly it is that, you know, uh, that we're doing. Sometimes 
in the script is just like, oh, you know what? Like, you know, you're writing it. I'm like, oh, and then this would be a cool thing right here. And I'll put like a little, I'll put like a little tablet note that's just like, oh, by like, you know, and I'll be like, oh, this right here. Mm -hmm. But then there's other times where you, like you said before, you'll be like, you know, you'll be like, okay, this, we should do this right here. I never noticed this, but we should do this. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. honestly, it just, it just depends on what exactly it is that we're uh, going to be, uh, going to be doing. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. I'm not, I'm not that smart on this topic. So like, I don't know what else to say. I was like, yeah. No, 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 man. Yeah. <laughs> it just th these are things that fascinate me because, like I said, I have minimal experience in the sketch and film world. Yeah. I've done some things. I've done some projects. I did one of your projects, like one of your very first projects yeah. I think, that you worked on. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of we had a lot of fun shooting those things. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was. Uh, I don't know. It was just so interesting how much actually goes into and i don't think you really have an appreciation for it when you're not when you haven't seen the other side because mm -hmm. there was there was i think there was one day where it took us a little too long to film something mm -hmm. and so we had to stop and film it again i think the next weekend at the same yeah. time because the lighting started to get thrown off and so the lighting was going to yeah, be yeah, inconsistent yeah. in a fucking scene and I was like damn this is the shit that you just don't think about mm -hmm. unless you're yeah. unless you actually have seen it and I mean you went to where did you go to film school at? Uh, New York New York Film Academy New York we Film Academy about that, so, yeah. 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 so you've I mean clearly you have the training, you have the education, you have it. that, and now you're having the experience doing it. Yeah, you know what? So, that's the thing. And like it, it, it is taken. Uh, I it's taken a lot of bumps and bruises. You know what I'm saying? So like you know, like I can honestly say, like right now is just like I can honestly say I consider myself like a professional now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's just like up until this point, it was just like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like I'm like, I'm that good or whatever. I mean, I knew what I wanted to do is just like, I just didn't feel as confident. But like right now, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I feel very confident in all of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, um, and, and that just comes with time. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, honestly, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. You know what I'm saying? I'm still like in my like you know early 20s so it's just like you know so but it just comes with time how old mm. are you 24 i was i knew i was gonna hate that answer as soon as i heard it <laughs> <laughs> i knew it i knew it ah uh, damn hey man i'm skating at 25 in like two months man so you know <laughs> all right all right and then you will officially all be right. in your mid-20s yes i'm 26 Oh, damn it. Jake and I got mad because we found out how old Eddie Murphy was when he was on SNL. Like, we got, mm. we got mad. Because <laughs> what the no, fuck are we doing? See, seeing people like, uh, like, 
Eddie Murphy when he got SNL, Taylor Tomlinson currently, yeah. and even people like uh, David here, uh, what they've yep. accomplished, what they've done in their life. That's the, that was the impetus behind a joke that I'm currently working on about how I'm past that age where if I accomplish something, people are going to be impressed by it. <laughs> because there are so many other examples of people who are much younger than me who have already yeah. accomplished those things. I mean, I, I mean to, to also be fair, like, in our defense, like, well, folks like Eddie, like, he was in, like, he grew up in New York. So it's fair. just like, so he was, like, he was already in that avenue of, you know, Showtime and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of folks who grew up and that environment is just kind of like, oh, well, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to go down the street, you know what I'm saying, and go audition for Saturday Night Live and then come back home. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. so a lot of us, you know what I'm saying, like as far as our, us Midwest folk, a lot of us never really had like that opportunity or that, you know, uh, that chance to kind of like, you know, show off our stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why exact like right now, like, I'm so like, you know, focused on doing as much as I possibly can with, you know, with the knowledge I know to uh, put as many people, you know, in in my city and help them and give them opportunities, you know what I'm saying, so that it can, you know, something fun and beautiful can blossom from that to give up to be, give people opportunities because a lot of folks, we don't have that opportunity to do that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, it's easier said than done just to get up and go to California. That's something I wanted to say that I respect a lot about you. Uh, you. You have this passionate desire to give people opportunities in this environment that they may not have. And that, oh, absolutely. yeah, you talked about that before, and that's something I really respect about you because that's a good goal. That's not, no, that's, that's undermining it. That is an admirable trait and a strong will. Uh, and, a, and a really good sign of a great, uh, good person. And I respect that a lot. And that's, yeah, and that's a really great thing. And I really keep, I hope, I hope there's more people like you and I really hope you keep going and show that shit. Of course. I'm not great with words, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> you good, and I get you good. paid. I get paid to write on occasion. Hey, man, hey, Sorry, hey, bro, I had to step away from my mic real quick. Did uh, Jeremy fuck up trying to give you a compliment? Is that what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You know, you know what the worst was? I was at the open mic, and I didn't know how to, like, I'm, I don't know how to strike a conversation. So whenever I say, hey, you got anything coming up? That's just my way of saying, hey, I don't know how to start a conversation with you, but I want to start a conversation with you. And I said that <laughs> Kiona's. And I went, fuck, why did I ask that? We're in a pandemic. There's no shows going on. Yeah, nobody nobody has anything coming up. I mean, maybe David has something coming up because depending on how he decides to shoot his things, he could probably do that within CDC guidelines and oh, continue man, making it's, stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I missed a dumb-dumb. I'm going to keep that in mind next time I see you. I'm just going to be like, oh, Jeremy just don't know what to say. But he wants to talk to you. Like, here's the thing. I don't, I don't like saying, hi, how you doing? Like, that just feels like I don't know how to say things. Like, I don't know how you start a conversation. I don't. I'm 26. I don't know how you make friends. Here's just 
follow this formula. Hey, man, what's up? How are you? <laughs> and then you're in. You I have don't started know. a conversation. <laughs> it just feels so forced. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't. Uh, hey, man, what's up? You literally say something to that effect every time you run into a person. Yeah. Hello. Hey, uh, hey how are you? What's going on? Like, uh, it's not that hard. I'm not. Listen, it's just. <laughs> You don't have a brain that overanalyzes every mistake you make. You don't know how my brain works. Fair. Do not tell me Fair. what my brain does and doesn't do. There. There, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Cowsguard. That's not a fun nickname. I'm going to go with Special K again. You can just call me Dave. Uh, David Terrell, uh, David Terrell Green. Uh, yes, sir. You're a pleasure to talk to you. But I do have some questions. Same questions we ask everybody at the end of the podcast. Yes. Uh, and some new shit because you are you're a returning guest. Yes. Uh, hopefully your favorite sandwich changed because I'm hoping my, you're eating a bunch of sandwiches regularly. My favorite sandwich. Um, goodness, what have, what, what have I been eating on? The, oh, okay. So recently, uh, I've been uh, I've been slamming on the uh, what is it? The steak and cheese at Subway, man. Ooh, yeah. Does the small subway get to you, like in a negative way? What? No, never. All right, maybe this is me. I was, uh, I, I used to petition to raise the minimum wage, uh, and so they sent me to small towns in Nebraska to do that. Uh, and it was nice. I'm sure that went over swimmingly. It was. <laughs> so the day before I came in, a tornado killed two people in the neighboring town. Dude. And I was the most talked about hated thing in that town. <laughs> it wasn't good. Still did my job. Listen. It wasn't good. Man, listen. Subway, I mean, Subway is like clutch with that steak and cheese, bro. You get that? I bet. You get it melted. You get you get it toasted. And then uh, you get, Yeah, you get I think the uh you put a little bit of the Chipotle, the Southwest Chipotle on truth. Ooh, that's good. Here's here's why here's why Subway has a bad memory. The only restaurant they had that I could afford was a Subway. Oh, okay. And this was this was during Lent, when I was still a Catholic, and it was Friday, so no meat. So I ordered in 95 degree weather a tuna fish sandwich. Ooh, fish is meat. I, that's what I'm. I, I, it no, is. No, Catholic that doesn't count. It doesn't count. Fish doesn't count. Oh, so Catholics are those people that think fish is just wet vegetables? <laughs> yeah. That kind of shit. Is it not? No, it's it, it, it meant to bark that you're not supposed to have meat that is like expensive or wealthy, which is bullshit. But anyways, I digress. I knocked on a lady's door in 95 degree heat with nothing but Gatorade and tuna sloshing in my belly. Ugh. And I threw up in her house. And then I went, do you mind signing this petition? Yeah, sub Subway tuna fish is gross. Don't ever, it's ever. Not I'm, it, yeah. It's very gross. It's nasty. As a matter of fact, um, I, I honestly don't know why they haven't taken it off the menu at this point. Like, it is gross. Uh, so that smell reminds me of that day. Well. That's fair. It sucks. Sucks. Because Subway is cheap as shit and good. Better than Jimmy John's. 
Next time I see you, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna buy a subway sandwich and eat it right in front it's of you. It's the store smell. No, it's the air that they release. It's that store smell, not the sandwich. It's that store smell. I like, love the, the I, lo I love the store smell of a subway. It's a good <laughs> smell. It so good. Mm -hmm. It's that. Uh, favorite that, joke that, that you tell. So what? Favorite joke that you tell? Favorite joke that. I <laughs> Favorite joke that I tell? Oh man, um, whew, that's a that's a, okay. Um, I think the favorite, <laughs> I think the favorite joke that I have told so far, I think is um, it's talking about uh, <laughs> with partying. So like when I uh this club, you know what I'm saying? I talked about I went to this club. Um, true story. Uh, and they're like it was like a Disney themed event, and like and uh, it was, it was probably and like the joke was like you know how uncomfortable it is to have a girl twerking you while the bare necessities is playing or something like that. But it's like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> now mm. they weren't playing that. They did play Disney songs. They did play like they were playing Disney songs there, and like I was so confused. I was like, dude, like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, like people, like I don't know. It was, it was not fun. It was like yeah, that's <laughs> no, that's some weird shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I left almost as quick as I showed up. Like I was like, yeah, that's this fair. Is not cool. So I think I that's one of my favorites. I can't hey. think of a more inappropriate, like theme night for a club yeah. to have. <laughs> Boom! Uh, new joke that you're working on. New joke. Oh, yes, sir. Um, I, I, I wrote, man, well, I've been writing a lot of uh, jokes, like I said before, the quarantine. I think the one that I've been really wanting to, like, uh, to really kind of, like, tool on is, uh, <laughs> like, okay, so it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it because, like, with everything that's been going on in 2020, I know everybody has already been talking about like like jokes and stuff like that, like about quarantine and stuff like that. So basically, I'm trying to figure out like the best way that I can kind of put my spin on it without doing what everyone else is doing. Outside of the quarantine stuff, like a joke that I've been like wanting to work on. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Tom Brady's new contract with the with the Buccaneers, but like uh, what? it's a lot of money. Yeah, Damn. it's a lot of money. And so I remember they announced that on like uh, ESPN, like I think it was like a hundred and sixty million dollars or something like that. <laughs> I thought to myself, I'm just like, you ever think to like what these people think when they say how much money they make? Like you know what I'm saying? Like they just set you up as this. <laughs> <laughs> this walking target to get robbed. I mean, they already know I'm rich, you know. And so that's what I'm trying to figure out how to how to use that one. So those are the two that's jokes. I'm fun there. Nice. So what? I said that's a fun idea. That that, that yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is. Because then you just like, oh dang, man. <laughs> it's like so. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Could, could you imagine any other? Like, let's just say they reported any other job like, oh, Greg from accounting got a promotion. He's now the head of accounting. He's making $75,000 a year. Like, man, why the fuck do people need to know that? Exactly. That'd be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do with a minimum wage like job. <laughs> <laughs> making 20000 a year. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> uh, yep. 
uh, Special K, any new jokes? Uh, well, <laughs> I haven't actually been working on it, but I was reminded this past week of a premise that I had a long time ago that I never did anything with. I'm going to try to do something with it's about how I got fired from my internship in college uh, by my mom. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Is your mom I a dark? No, I, she, <laughs> she worked in, as the human resource director for the company I was interning with, partially why I got the internship. <laughs> and I, I'm still not entirely sure how I want to go about it, but I think I'm just going to go with, do you know how much, how bad you need to be at a job to fuck up nepotism? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> That's, That's a good, good. one. Uh, I, texted you? I texted Dave at one in the morning after D&D. Because &D, uh, Jake and I were, when I love playing Dungeons and Dragons, but there's, in our story, there's an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot. I'm the B plot, Jacob, they're the C plot. Uh, so we had a couple of hours of not doing anything so we'll just make jokes back and forth uh and we we're talking about how there at wendy's there's the baconator and there's baconator jr which means at some point the baconator fucked and that's funny to me and that's first i know he doesn't make love he fucks he pumps and dumps or as dave wendy once called it greased it and released it and i oh, lost okay, my shit okay. First of all, the owner of Wendy's is not named Dave Wendy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. His last no. name's not Wendy. No, Wendy was, no, his, Wendy was daughter. his daughter. It was his daughter. Oh, Dave Thomas. I like Dave Wendy better. <laughs> you better, man. See, it's a good thing you told us about it now so you wouldn't say it on stage. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I just... I just got happy. And I was thinking, like, is the Baconator a good, a good father? And I'm going to say no, because there's a third sandwich called Son of Baconator, and that fucker doesn't have a name. <laughs> what? And that, and that blows my goddamn mind. He, he found a way to take his love of sandwich and put it into a joke. <laughs> yes. I applaud also, you for this. <laughs> also, the phrase grease it and release it makes me chuckle. That just sounds so. Stop saying that. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds I, so bad. I went to go on rhyme.com and words that rhyme with grease. And I went, that's just funny. This I works. That's funny. Oh, oh it, made, it, it, it made me feel gross. And I go, that's the phrase. That's the phrase a Wendy's employee would say for sex. Here's right. a que here's a question that I have about the baconator fucking. What sandwich <laughs> did it fuck? Who we don't know. Frankly, BLT. We, uh, <laughs> no, there's no lettuce or tomato on the uh, baconator junior. Well, maybe the bacon, cheese, and sauce are just the dominant traits and lettuce and tomato. Right. It's a recessive trait like red hair or green eyes. You just described the Wendy's mascot. Yeah, actually, I don't know if green eyes are a recessive trait. I know red hair is. But anyway. You know what? Yeah. Uh, I think you could have some fun going into that territory, oh. too. Like, what sandwich did it fuck? 
maybe it's a forbidden love. Maybe maybe it wasn't a sandwich. Maybe it was a side. Maybe it was the baked potato. Maybe it was the fries. Y'all been real talking about sandwiches. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, sandwiches fucking. Because sandwiches fucking. Because three months into isolation and <laughs> this is where we are. Listen. Hey, what joke's going to last a while? A quarantine joke or sandwich fucking? Unlike unlike Wendy Sandwiches. Here's the thing. Unlike Wendy Sandwiches, that joke's evergreen. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a bad tag to what David Terrell Green said. You're right. I get it. No, he was yeah, funnier. I get it. No, I respect yeah. it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but this was a group project. I get it. You know, I want to put my name on it. So that way, it's, I can get an A. It's all right. Just keep, just keep going. Stick and move. <laughs> Stick and move. Is that a sport thing? Oh, it's boxing. It, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, that, and I'm trying to work on Big Dave with a gun. Okay. Get in there. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, favorite joke. Biggest bomb. Man. Oh man. Um. I, it was a uh, it was at a club in New York City, um, and man, I bombed so bad the the host took the mic from me. <laughs> wait, Ooh. wait, no, no, that no, was no. Tough. I have holy shit, no. Were you done? No, I wasn't done. But like, to be fair, like, like the I mean, like, it was. I went around around twelve in the morning. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the show started at, like, 10. I went on at 12. So when the show started, that whole room was packed. By the time I went on, everybody was tired. People, you know, people were just, like, they were kind of just done. And so it was just, like, to be fair, I, I'm going to say this to make myself feel better. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that... I don't think that it was so much that, that my jokes were, like, bad. I just think that it's just, like, yeah... It was no. this, it was a situation you found yourself in. Exactly. Nobody nobody was winning in that situation. The yeah. audience wasn't winning. Yeah. You weren't winning. Yeah. I I remember I was at oh, what's that club called? What's that bar called? Down under. Mm -hmm. They'd asked us to host a three hour show. Eesh. And so we did it for three the hard way. We set it up with half of it is a standard set. Like standard, or standard, uh, standard show showcase, music in the middle, and then through the crowd, through the hard way crowd work. Mike Blevins, Matt Blevins was the optimistic one between the two of us who were hosting. At the end, he was playing songs, uh, and he went, "What should I play next?" And I yelled, "Get off the stage!" <laughs> and I was hosting. I was just pissed and done, and I wanted to go home. A comedy show shouldn't be more than an hour. Yes. An hour and a half at most. Hour, so, yeah, yeah, hour and a half at most. Fuck it, 15 minutes. <laughs> no. No. In and out. Get me done. I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... The, the the shows like that, the three hour long shows, 
four hour long shows. I lost a birthday because I decided <laughs> to do a show. Fuck and you. it was a it was a show where it, it was called Doom Room, but it was under new host instead of the people who originally did it. Oh yeah, and I remember th- that. they tr- they tried adding the new host tried adding a bunch of things to the show that were good ideas. It was just too many for uh-huh. one show. Yeah, and so the show ended up being like three and a half hours. Wow. And as a treat for my birthday, they let me go up in the near the end. <laughs> this was like three three years ago, and I was like. So I could have gone out to dinner with my parents and I could have mm. gone out to the bars with my friends. Yeah. But instead, <laughs> I am here <laughs> in front of a room of, there were, I swear to Christ, there were more people on the show than in the audience. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do people Happy give me shit? Like, hey, <laughs> people gave me shit for paying to be at an open mic in California, but you know what sold me on it? Hmm. There's five people there, and you're done in 40 minutes. Mm. Fuck it, here's 10. <laughs> I, I don't care. If you can tell me an open mic is under an hour, I'm happy. Oh, yeah. You know what made the first open... Yeah. You know what made the first open mic after pandemic great? It was like 30 minutes long. Yep. Yeah. I could go home. It... And I think that's... I think that's the hardest part about when you start out in comedy, that you have to do those super late spots whether you're yeah you, you know especially if you're going up at an open mic you're going up like i remember there were for a while i went up at duffy's at like 1 30 1 45 in the morning mm-hmm. you go up because people don't know you people don't know if you're funny people don't it, that's the wonderful thing about comedy and the kind of the heartbreaking thing about comedy is nobody gives a shit about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can do what you want, but also realize that to get people's attention, you have to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or at the no, very you least, you have to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen shitty people last way too long because you know what? They're fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw we saw two brothers last for about way like a two years longer than they should have. Simply because, because they had fun. They had fun, and people like me like watching a dumpster fire. Well, I mean, there are some people that is just like some of them don't really give a crap about like wanting to make it a profession. Some of them are just there just to be there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They like uh, like Housegard, do you remember? You remember uh, Rudy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, Uncle Rudy. I love Uncle Rudy. I mean, yeah, Uncle Rudy. he was there like every single every single week, and it's just like you know, like Uncle Rudy wasn't trying to do no shows. He was just there just because. Yeah. So, These two, I I, I kind of liked him because he would always take 
like the first two slots up at that open mic, the host slot mm -hmm. and then the first slot after the host, mm -hmm. they're always really rough because people are still figuring out if they want to go in the room or not and if it's going to mm -hmm. be worth watching. And Uncle Rudy would always go up first and he would eat that five minutes where, you know, by that point, people have finally filed in mm -hmm. and there's yeah. a crowd to watch the open mic. You don't have to be that person who goes up first and just completely eats shit. Yeah. Did he give you a notebook? Uh, he gave me like, Oh, David. Yeah. So what? Did he give you a notebook? Who? Dave, uh, Uncle Rudy. No. Oh. So uh, at the beginning, he would give people a bunch of notebooks. Like, not notebooks, but like notepads. Mm-hmm. He's had like a bag of them and he'd give them out to people. He he was a good dude. I don't know. Yeah, he was I nice. He's still around. I hope he's still around. For like five years. Damn. All, all all of my notebooks that I wrote my sets down in were from Uncle Rudy. Yeah. Like it wasn't was... until recently when he hadn't been coming around that I was like, I gotta go buy a notebook now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know somebody that's I know a comic that still talks to Uncle Rudy. I might text him to, to check in, see if Uncle Rudy's good. Yeah. Uh, he was an he was a good dude. The reason why we, we say nice. like Uncle Rudy's an older man. So we just we just gotta check in on him. But uh, mm -hmm, sure. him and him and Greg kept the bar going for some reason. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. why do you uh, why do you tell jokes? David Terrell Green. Why do, Why do I tell jokes? And make sketches. Why do you do it? Oh, um, hey man, I mean, cause I, cause I like doing it. And I'm, I don't really know. This is, I guess, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of a small answer, but it's like, I like doing it. I can't see myself doing anything else besides, you know, creating stuff like that. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, that's a good enough, that's a good enough answer as any. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen I've seen people do it for less. Yeah, mostly mostly a drink tab, but true. Yeah. Uh, do you like jokes? Do I like jokes? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. I I'm I am a I I'm a connoisseur of uh of of comedy, man. The stuff it, it's 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 fun. You know what I'm saying? I, I enjoy stand up. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy watching people uh, there, you know, I mean, there's certain people that are on stage, like, you know what I'm saying? I'll always slip in and just hear their set. It doesn't matter if they bomb or they don't. Like, I just enjoy watching them. So, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's, it's, it's always funny for me. I always get excited when I see a new person and I go, I want to hear what these new jokes are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I give each new person 30 seconds. And if I don't see it, potential in 30 seconds i don't check in with them for six months <laughs> <laughs> what i'm what i get excited for is if the person is nervous before they go on stage that guy mm. is doing it for a bad i don't listen to him like if he's just doing it to dick around i you can tell before they go on stage right if they aren't mm. nervous if they are nervous if they're nervous you know what that nervous is passion Mm -hmm. They're nervous about going on stage, and that means they want to be there and they want to tell jokes. They can be dog shit, but you can always hear where the good is in the dog shit. Mm -hmm. So I get excited. I get excited. 
New comics are new comics are bad, but they're good. I remember um, one time, <clears throat> like uh, Bill Clean, <laughs> he, he was uh, sitting next to me. He leaned over. He's just like, it's like all these like the new comics. They watch Chappelle's new special, and now they're here trying to be just like him. And that just made me laugh so hard. I was just like, yeah, you're you're probably right. So my my favorite is Jan- the first week of January. Mm-hmm. Right after yep. New Year's, the oh, New yeah. Year's resolution people. Yeah. We usually hold on to there's like 15 new people. We usually hold on to like one or two of them until one March. or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then maybe I- one sticks around. I thought post quarantine we'd get. I thought co- the first open mic after quarantine was going to be like January first. Hello. No, because like folks are still like they're they're still kind of nervous about like holding the mic and you know what I'm saying putting it yeah, in the face and da da da. You know what I'm saying. I yeah. think you'll we'll start seeing like it start file back and maybe around like August or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully it gets safer by August, but yeah, yeah, I hope so. Uh, I just want to see new people. It's good shit. Um, David yeah. Terrell Green, you were always a pleasure. Uh, Thank you. I hope good things from you. Good Absolutely. Yeah, Thank you for having me. Guys. Thank you for doing the show, man. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, what absolutely. So, yeah, you can find me uh, Instagram, DTGreen257. Uh, that's the same for uh, Instagram. It's the same for Twitter. It's the same for TikTok because I try to keep up with the kids. Damn. Uh, <laughs> and then as far as the <laughs> YouTube goes, uh, it's uh, – Dave T T so D A V T slash T V and that's where you're gonna find me. And don't worry if you can't remember that. His link to his YouTube will be in the uh, uh, the description of this episode. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. So just click on the uh, description and you'll get his link. Uh, I have a question about TikTok. Yeah. What is it? Is it Vine? I it's it's the newer it's the newer version of Vine, but like I'm Got not it. I'm not about I'm not sitting up here doing none of the dances or anything like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah, it's exactly. Like, I'm, I'm doing, like, the stuff that I do on IG and stuff like that. So, it's just like, so, I'm not about to Only, try only to, original content. Yes. I'm not about to sell my soul to try to, like, you know, get a couple views or whatever. Like, no. I'm going to do I'm going to do it how I want to do it. What if it's a really cool dance? Like, nope. No. All right. Fair. Fair. I respect that. I respect <laughs> that. This, this might be this might just be my own personal opinion reflecting here but there's no such thing as a really cool dance there could be one like maybe it does maybe they do a thing with the arms that's like cool i don't know i don't know man jerry cowsgard's not dance. a fan of dancing i am not i, am I not. respect that's actually dancing one of the, that's one of that's one of the few things that i regret about quitting smoking is that if i used to be in a situation where everybody was like <laughs> oh come dance i'd be like oh i will after this cigarette and then they would they <laughs> ask me to dance <laughs> that's awesome what's great is nobody asked me to dance because this silhouette screams oh he's gonna throw a lot of elbows <laughs> <laughs> and they aren't gonna be controlled elbows no, <laughs> it's gonna be like one of those wavy inflatable tubes that are outside car dealers. Right, right. Yeah, somebody. So I went dancing with somebody at the max, and she had to grab me and like move my body. Go, this is how you do it, dumbass. Go, All right, cool. All right. That's I need funny. bumpers. I need bumpers. 
Uh, Cowstar, Special K, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at David underscore Cowsguard on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me at DavidCowsguard.com. That's K-O-U-S-G-A-A-R-D. And uh, Jeremy, where can people find you? Uh, Plum Jeremy, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast but you haven't yet, it's Burn the Light on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for the big red light. Uh, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, that's pretty much it. Again, David, always a pleasure. Love talking film with you. Yes, sir. Uh, Kyle's guard. Cool. So that's been our show. This and... is whatever. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show, Dave. It was great. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, guys. Soccer bro. Stay dope, ski slopes. Peace.